Welcome to the Construction Disruption Podcast, where we uncover the future of design, building, and remodeling. I'm Todd Miller. If I say industries, manufacturer, specialty metal roofing, and other building materials, today my co-host is Ryan Bell. Ryan, how are you doing today? Hey, good morning, Todd. I'm doing great. How are you? Doing well also. So it's early in the morning on a Friday when we're recording this. So I'm looking forward to a great episode here. So um, I hear you may have a couple things to start us out with, a couple I, stories or something. I do. Um, so I we recently released a the episode where you had dad jokes brought or one dad joke brought to us by Google Bard, which is the AI, Google's AI. And so I wanted to see, I've been playing around with chat GTP and wanted to see if it could produce a better dad joke for us than what you got back from Bard. So I'm not very good at it. No, not at all. And I, uh, it's debatable whether this is better or not, but so I, <laughs> I actually, I gave it a few chances and I started by asking or saying the prompt was, tell me a dad joke that Todd Miller would find funny. Oh no. <laughs> why do scientists trust Adams? Why don't, what? I'm sorry, why don't scientists trust Adams? Adams. Well, this, I like the way this is starting out. I don't have a clue, but. Because they make up everything. Oh, jeez. <laughs> That's definitely better than Bard. This is good. We're on to something here. And then, so then I said, you know, I gave it the same prompt that you gave to uh, Bard, which was tell me a dad joke about something new. And the response was, why was the math book sad when it got replaced? I do not know. Because it had too many problems to solve and was feeling booked out. Booked out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that that's better, but. <laughs> you know, what we ought to do is Google those jokes and see what find them on the internet <laughs> oh i'm sure they're i'm sure they are in every dad joke list on the internet yeah oh cool i stuff. haven't seen them i have not seen them no no i'm not familiar with either one of those Ah, oh, good stuff though thank you good way to start so as a reminder to our audience also uh we are doing our challenge words and our guest will be in on this as well uh where we each have a word that we have been challenged by one of the others to work into the conversation today so our audience can be listening for weird words that we may say um, and think, gosh, I wonder if that's a challenge word. And at the end of the episode, we will divulge whether we've been successful or not with our challenge word challenge. Um, so today's going to be a neat episode. So what we want to look at is how do builders, home builders, um, how can they best fund their projects and their development? So I'm really looking forward to this discussion. Uh, today's guest is an expert in that area, Brad David. Uh, Brad is executive vice president of Snap.Build. Um, now, Snap.Build is a financial services and technology company that is trying to disrupt the residential construction industry by bridging the gap between builders and lenders. Their goal is to help builders do their work faster um, and at the same time increase or grow their business and, and grow their profitability as well. So, um, Brad, welcome to Construction Disruption. We're really anxious today to learn uh, about what Snap.Build is doing. Thank you for having me. It's uh, That's a pretty tough opening to follow, um, but uh, I'll do my best, you know, for sure. 
uh, our our openings are never tough to follow. Believe me. <laughs> I feel like I need to have my chat my chat GPT uh, app open and and find some rebuttal dad jokes. But we'll I guess maybe we'll wait till the end for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know. <laughs> well. Let's kind of start out with this question. I'm kind of curious. Um, I know that there are, you know, several leaders there at Snap.Build. Um, whose brainchild was this, and, and how did it all get started? Uh, sure. You know, so we've been in business in, in some different iterations since 2016, and really, you know, the, the, the genesis of the company and the platform, we had a founder uh, who's no longer with us. He, he exited last year after... Uh, being with the company, you know, since inception, but he came out of the mortgage industry. And so after, after the crash, um, you know, he had more, you know, builder clients that were having trouble finding funding, just getting funding for spec projects mainly as, as we all know how that was. And, um, you know, so, so through the combination of a technology platform that, that he uh, developed in relationships in, you know, Wall Street, private equity, private money markets, he was able to combine those two things and, and then go out and, and find builder clients that needed money. So that was really the genesis of of the company and, and how we kind of formed. And we've just been building off of that uh, platform ever since. Very interesting. Well, give us kind of an overview um, about, you know, what Snap.Build does, Snap does and um, how you are helping residential builders across the country. I mean, what does the process look like? Yeah, so you know, in the in the simplest terms, we are a private residential construction lender, and and so what we do is we try to find builder clients that either through a combination of factors they need additional capacity, you know, for in their lending channels, um, they run up against you know their their limits, et cetera. A lot of guys are a little worn out trying to use traditional lenders in the residential space because it's a cumbersome process it, it, you know there are some hindrances to speed and building efficiently and so what we do is go out and and that's kind of what i'm tasked with um my my background is not in the, the banking sector i'm not a private equity guy i'm not a technology guy per se i was a builder developer uh in metro atlanta my family was in the business for 40 years and have always been attracted to technology as a way to kind of level the playing field between a smaller builder company, which I always was, and we always were with, uh, you know, in, in Metro Atlanta, for example, we're competing against the monsters, the the publics, the national builders. And so one of the ways that I always saw that we could do that was through technology. And so as technology evolved, I, I felt like, hey, I've got the ability to compete against Horton or, you know, I, when I got out of the University of Georgia, I uh, went to work for the largest home builder in the con company, I mean, uh, country, Syntex Homes. And so I kind of had seen the inside of that and I knew what I was up against. And so technology to me was a way to compete with, with those guys. And so now what I do for the company is I go out and talk to builders. I speak the language, I understand the pain points, and I'm able to help them solve a couple of problems. One is how do they get funding for their projects? That's, that's the number one problem. If we can't solve that, everything else that supports it, it really isn't that critical. And so that, that's ultimately, in a nutshell, what we do. We're adding a lot of, uh, you know, other, you know, options, features, offerings. But at the core of what we do, we're a residential lender. 
Okay. Very interesting. So for the builder, um, are there different requirements they may have working with Snap.Build versus other lenders, or does that look very similar for them? Yeah. It, you know, it, it ultimately looks similar. Um, you know, one of the things that builders are consistently doing is trying to make sure they've got capital, uh, you know, to fund their pipeline. Now, everybody's pipeline is different um, in terms of size, scale, et cetera. But for our builder clients, it's it's literally no different than what they would do with a traditional kind of brick and mortar lender. Um, we're just private. And, you know, as such, we, we market ourselves. And I, and I believe this to be the case is we're a builder friendly lender, meaning we're actively going out, finding builders that need money and finding ways to get those projects funded. So from our perspective, you know, the way that we underwrite and look at builders and projects, very similar, you know, to any other lender, uh, with the exception of we want to do the projects and we want to build a long-term relationship and continue, you know, lending to builders, helping them grow their business. Interesting. Well, you know, one of the things that we hear a lot about in the news and doesn't, you don't have to watch the news very long and some stories coming up about, you know, really a, a shortage now and in the future of affordable and livable housing uh, in many areas of the country. So um, do you see, you know, what you folks are doing as being able to help that by kind of simplifying this process of a builder developer to to be able to fund their projects and, and carry things out? Well, we certainly hope so. Um, yeah, that you know, there are so many issues. And again, I always approach this, you know, my, my default position is that that position of a builder, that position of a borrower, that's just the history of where I've been. So, you know, the, the builder on a daily basis faces a lot of challenges, um, you know, and in our current market, you know, one of the one of the issues that they're constantly facing is how do I, you know, deliver the house at a price uh, you know, that appeals to the most people. So kind of to your point, that, that affordability piece, you know, how, how does how does a builder do that? They don't have control over land costs typically. That's kind of a, a set a set piece of their capital stack. And sure. obviously, I think you're from the material side of the business. Uh, you're a supplier. You understand how that piece works. Um, some of those, you know, hard costs are set. And so we don't have a lot of movement there. One thing that we kind of sell our builders on is, look, we can help you build faster and more efficiently. And, and there's a couple of ways that we do that. Um, you know, when I, when I refer to our platform, ultimately what our platform is, is a draw management platform. So our builder clients come borrow money from us. And the thing that we do throughout the course of the build is we control the flow of money. Um, and, and we do that, you know, through our, our platform where our builders are able to just upload their invoices as work is completed. We turn around and pay those invoices. I say immediately, almost immediately. I, we, we have what we feel like is best in class payment and draw management capabilities. And so we're able to help builders pay, you know, their, their roofing supplier faster on time in full. And hopefully what we're able to, you know, help that builder do is then go negotiate better terms. Their their suppliers know that when they have Snap.Build as a lender, they're going to get paid on time as fast as anybody in the industry. Hopefully that gives the builder the opportunity to go negotiate better pricing, build more efficiently, you know, shorten cycle times. All of those things kind of factor into that. We hope at the end of the day they're able to 
hit their targets, deliver product that's affordable and, you know, solve some of these big picture solutions. Well, I can certainly see how, you know, suppliers would come to like that. And, you know, that certainly has to help the suppliers go out there and start telling your story as well. Hey, we got a builder that's using Snap.Build and everything seems to be working well. So uh, hopefully that allows them to carry your story out a little bit. So, you, you know, you, you folks are part of um, a world that's a little different than what we normally play in as a supplier. We are much bigger on the remodeling side of things than the new construction side of things. But, you know, I, I see you folks referred to as, I believe it's pronounced FinTech company. Is that correct? Okay. Just want to make, make, make sure I said that right. So, um you know, so so you're kind of this blending of, you know, a technology company and a financial services company. Um, which side of that, and I think I know the answer, but maybe I don't, which side of that sort of drives you folks to be a disruptor for things? Yeah, you know, um, I think a lot about that, and it's a great question, and I get it in different forms, you know, who are you really building this for? And, you know, at the risk of being ambiguous or not answering the question directly, I would tell you this, our business really serves two masters, for lack of a better way to say it. We, in the one channel, we fund builders and we do all those things that I've kind of referenced. We, we provide them capital. That's obviously a, a core piece of what we do. We hope that we provide them consulting services that improve their business and we give them a technology platform to do that with. And, and look, if a builder goes out and, and tries to buy a product like we provide with each loan, it's expensive. It, it requires, you know, a, an initial capital commitment. Um, you got to have people to run it, et cetera. We're providing that for our builders. So that's that's one focus of what we do. The other is is how we deploy capital for our our partners. Um, and you know one of the things that that we do um, that's it's just a huge benefit to those capital providers is we help them to mitigate the risk associated with residential lending. Um, we can we can go back and talk about all those stories, et cetera. But the thing that our platform does is through paying vendor sub suppliers directly, we don't release money directly to builders. And so I have a, the, the task that I have every day is educating our builders on, you're not getting the money. It's going to flow straight to vendor sub suppliers directly, fast, efficiently, et cetera. Well, our capital providers love it because they know the capital is safe. They know that every penny deployed goes in the house. We can show them to the penny, here's what's been paid. Builders can't run ahead of our jobs, which is a critical thing in the lending space. Um, you know, for, and again, I'm a builder. I always default to defending builders. But I will tell you, there may have been a case or two where a builder got a draw and maybe paid critical bills, took care of some other things along the way. We just take we just take all those opportunities out of the equation, you know, by sending the money directly where it needs to go. We let our builders build. They don't have to worry about that piece of it. Our capital partners know the money's going exactly where it's supposed to go. We always use 100 percent of construction cost in our budgets, and it really is a huge benefit to both. So that answering your question that way is a little ambiguous, I know, but I, I, I believe it. 
Well, as a supplier, um, obviously you're singing music to my ears, but I'd love to work with you guys on a project. <laughs> it's fantastic. So uh, your your capital providers, are these traditional lenders in some cases, or are they more venture capital groups, or um, who, who is the money behind all that? Yeah, it's it's an interesting combination of, of all of those. Um, you know, so as we've developed the platform early on, it was it was mainly Wall Street, you know, funds that wanted to deploy capital in our space. Mm-hmm. They saw our platform. They understood the technology piece of it. And that's where really that fintech uh, label comes from. We're just a financial technology solution. And so, um, uh, you know, we, we have a combination of all those things and really how we decide who gets funded by whom is it's regional. It's the type of product. Um, you know, we have certain lenders that will give us a box and say, Hey, we just want to do single family detached in the Sun Belt or this state. And so we will, we will kind of channel those opportunities to what fits them. Um, some guys are like, we don't care where it is. We believe in your underwriting, you know, platform, your piece, place our money wherever you see fit. And so we can do townhouse or attached product. And, and so we really got flexibility that way for our capital providers. Interesting. And, and so you personally are, you're still a builder there in bulldog country. Is that right? Or? <laughs> well, uh, you know, I would, I would answer the question this way. And it, it's kind of like um, you see in the movies, you know, just when I thought I was out, it pulled me back in. <laughs> you know, the building business is very much that way for me. I grew up in it. I was in business with my father, my uncles, and, and, and their partners who I consider family members. I'm a licensed contractor in Georgia. Um, you know, I try not to build right now because I'm so busy with our SNAP business. I travel the country and I meet builders, and that, that really satisfies that building itch for me is talking to builders and helping them with their challenges and seeing their successes. But hey, I'm going to leave here today. I've got to drive down to a meeting, and on the way, I'll pass some lots, and I'll go. I wonder who's you know going to build on those lots. I'm going to call <laughs> and see. So it's 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 it when it's in your blood, like it's in mine. It's just uh, it's kind of hard to let go. But that's where I that's where I come from. So yeah, uh, I, I can well imagine. So um, on the builder side of things, can you share any? specific examples or stories of builders that snap.build has been able to, you know, really help them take their businesses to a new level. Any, anything come to mind? It does. Um, you know, and, and we're, like I said, we land across the country. Uh, we like to focus in the Sun Belt because it's a geographical area that we know and understand. And then me specifically, I still cover Atlanta personally, just because, Again, having been in the market for that long, I know the players, I know, you know, the locations, it's, it's ever changing. Um, but we partnered with a, uh, a builder there four years ago, and this was a, a guy who was in a related industry. He was, he was in, in the sales side of the business and, you know, saw an opportunity to kind of start um, growing a lot portfolio, whether he was either going to flip or sell or do something with. And I got to know him and he said, man, I, I think I'd like to build on some of these lots. And I said, well, hey, look, you know, it kind of walked him through our platform, the opportunity. And so the first year we helped him grow. I think this was 2019, if I've got my dates correct, probably did 15 houses, you know, uh, which for a first year builder right out of the, uh, the, the box is great. 
Um, he and I had a conversation yesterday, and we were reviewing his numbers from last year. He closed 247 units last year, and this year has a pipeline of lots. We got to, you know, everything's got to line up. We've got to get the economy sort of humming again, et cetera. He's got the opportunity to build 400 units. And he would tell you, you know, a, a major reason for that is that what we've provided to his company through technology, through you know, the ability to properly manage his builds and, hey, look, the capital that's associated with it. You know, so for him, you know, there was kind of that, uh, for lack of a better way to say it, there was that cowabunga moment where the light kind of went off and he thought, I can I can build what I want to build with these guys. And I use that as a, as a great story all the time. Look, not everybody we deal with wants to build 200 houses, but most guys that are building five or 10, they'd like to do 15 or 20. Um, it, for all the obvious reasons. When I was in the business, I was always trying to figure out if I can build the same number of houses every year and maybe grow, you know, incrementally, keep my overhead the same, but make more money, that's the path I want to take. A lot of guys want to go from 10 to 20 to 50 to 100. And so we kind of, we have the ability to tailor our product to each one of those opportunities. Very interesting. You know, as, and, and I love what you're doing, and I'm sitting here and my brain starts stirring. Gosh, how could you guys get involved in funding major remodel projects? Uh, you know, it be, be very different than what you're doing. I hope, but, I uh, hope that uh, you can have me back on in a few months, maybe six months, and we can have a discussion about that. Ah, cool. I'd love that. Yeah. So I'm going to throw kind of a spontaneous question in here. Um, at the beginning, you mentioned working uh, that you actively go out and find builders that are looking for funding. Can you explain kind of what that process looks like? How are you going out and finding them? And how does a builder that's looking for find funding find you or, you know, put that that flag out there that they're looking for funding? Sure. Yeah, we, we do that a couple of different ways. Um uh, so I manage our national sales platform, which is a glorified way of saying, you know, I've got guys like myself in, in different parts of the country. We have an office. Our original office is down in Ponte Vedra, uh, just outside of Jacksonville. Uh, we have an office in, in Buckhead in Atlanta, and then we've opened an office out in Austin. Um, and so we, we find our clients through a, a variety of, of channels, so to speak. One is just kind of that old school approach where Metro Atlanta for me is easy enough. I kind of got word out that, Hey, I've got money. If you know any builders that need it, call me. That, that makes the phone ring. Uh, we have a correspondent lender program where we work with different mortgage lenders who do not have uh, new construction funding as a piece of their business. And so we serve that, that function for them. We kind of become a, we call it a tool in their toolbox as they're trying to get, you know, that in loan new build or new construction business, builders always need money for construction. And so a lot of times those guys didn't have an option, you know, they're, they're mortgage brokers, but they don't have a construction product. And so we partner with uh, the mortgage, you know, loan originators. And when they're having conversations with builders about business, we can, we can be the capital provider on the construction side. So that's a, that's a really large piece of our business. We do the same thing with um, real estate brokers and agents. You know, we'll partner with them. We'll go in, do presentations and show, hey, this is what we do for builders. When you hear your builders talk about, hey, I could, I could give you more houses to sell, 
if I could build more, to build more, I need money. Well, then they've got the answer. Hey, I've got the money, guys. Here's how they work. So, you know, then we, we talk to traditional lenders that, I'll be perfectly honest with you. I, I, I talk a lot about traditional lenders versus who we are and what we do. I have a lot of really good contacts in that in that industry. And the majority of them don't want to be in the residential lending space. They want the blocking and tackling banking, you know, deposits, checking accounts, et cetera, all those things that we do not do. And so I've got, you know, traditional bankers calling me all the time saying, hey, I got a builder that needs more money. I can't give him anymore. We really just don't want to do it, but I don't want to lose him as a client. Can we work together? And so we'll provide the construction financing. He's still doing all his banking business there. And so that's been a, a, a good source as well. And then I'll be honest with you, word of mouth, it, when builders find out there's somebody close by with money, they track us down. And so we target guys that we really want to grow with. We target markets, like I said, through the Sun Belt. And then, you know, kind of layering those other things on top of it. That's how we've grown our platform. Very interesting. So how does, you know, once that initial connection is made, what does that onboarding process look like for a new builder, a new client for you folks? Yeah, it's relatively simple, honestly. We'll, uh, I'll have a, an initial call with a builder. Um, and, and all of my sales guys do the same thing. And really it's just, hey, tell us about your business. Tell us about the, the immediate opportunity, what you're looking for, um, and then kind of where you're going, what you want to do, because we're not in the business of doing one-offs or doing a, you know, just a build here or there. Uh, we want to partner with builders that are in the business to do volume, um, and, and volumes to find different ways, but we want a track record. We want a builder that's not doing this as a sideline or a hobby. We want guys that are growing their business. And then we do a typical kind of application onboarding process like most traditional lenders would do. We're, we're no different in that regard. You know, we, we have to do our homework. We have to know who we're doing business with. Our capital providers expect that. Sure. Yeah. Very interesting. So, yeah, and I think this is cool because who knows, we may have somebody out there in our audience that um, has done some home building, wants to grow their business. and uh, Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully we can uh, make some connections here, like the dating game or something. <laughs> Go check so, us out at Snap.Build, and there's a, there's a, you just click a link. Like everything these days, we, we, we try to make it as seamless and as easy as possible to at least get connected. Very good. So I'm kind of curious, you know, with you having your feet both in, you know, technology and building, is there anything else you're seeing coming up down the pike, you know, that uh, you think is going to have a big impact on home building or remodeling in, in terms of technology or, or really anything else or even any trends that you're seeing in terms of home building that might be interesting to our viewers? Sure. Well, you know, we started our our conversation um, in, in I know Ryan's got an entire portfolio of his own jokes, but he did use, you know, some AI generated uh, content there. And <laughs> I'd say the AI thing is going to be a really interesting, you know, piece of all technology platforms moving forward. But we certainly see it in our business. And I mean, you know, we've got a really, I mean, to me, a mind blowing tech team that's that's out in Austin and, and they just do incredible things on our platform. And we're, we're, we're improving our platform every day. And we're starting to have these conversations about how does AI become 
a piece of that platform and, and what's it going to do for us? And, and we have multiple things throughout the, the process that I know AI will kind of come in and grab and take over, underwriting being one of them. You know, we've got these processes that all of our underwriters use. I think once we can automate that and AI starts to understand that, the immediacy with which we can get back real-time results. That's the other thing. you got to be careful. We're not at a point yet where that stuff is 100% if it says it is true. Um, but I think the AI piece, I, I, I had a conversation with some brokers recently talking about how they see it sort of integrating in the sales side of the business and the sales cycle and, and those things. So I think AI is going to be really interesting. Hey, look, I, I would be remiss if I didn't say I think our platform has the ability to, to have some serious impact on the industry. You know, I hate to be as presumptuous to, to use things like disruptors, but we're in a disruption, you know, discussion here today. And we've taken a, a totally different approach to funding and managing uh, the draw process that, look, this is the reason it, it, it pulled me into the company. They, they had me come down initially and pitched me as an investor. Um, when I saw the platform, I said, I've borrowed money from private guys, from traditional guys, from hard money guys. Uh, you know, I've never had a, a loan managed this way. And as a builder, once I get over the fact that you're not just giving me the money and I get to do whatever I want to with, I thought this is, this is a way to totally change the residential lending industry. And so there's my shameless plug about us and our ability to do what you were talking about. No, I love it because I, I love what you're doing. Good stuff. So this has really been informative for, for me in particular. Um, we really are close, though, to wrapping up sort of the business end of things. Is there anything we haven't covered yet today that you'd sure like to share with our audience? Uh, I can't think of anything. I, I mean, look, we, we've talked about who we are and what we do, and you allowed me to kind of give a little bit of a plug about how to find us. That's, that's an accomplishment for me. But, hey, I, I love talking you know, the tech side of things and I'm, I'm dangerous enough in that area and then how it impacts home building. I could talk, you know, that particular topic all day. Fantastic. Well, here in a little bit, we'll have a little bit more information on how folks can get in touch with you. And of course it's going to be in the show notes as well, but I do need to ask before you, before we close out, um, we do a little something here on the show called rapid fire questions. Um, these are seven questions, may range from serious to silly. Um, you have no idea, of course, what we're going to ask. Um, so are you up to the challenge of going through our rapid-fire questions? I think I'm up to the challenge. We'll give it a shot. <laughs> they're, they're not too scary, I promise. <laughs> so we will try alternating questions here. Um, I will let Ryan, do you want to go first? Sure, I would be glad to. Question number one, can you think of a product uh, that you've purchased in recent memory that's been a game changer for you? Yeah, so um, in, in my personal life, I'm kind of a foodie. I like to cook, you know, so that's the... We hear you. Know, um, um, and so, and I've gotten pulled down the rabbit hole of TikTok. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and admit it. <laughs> and uh, it, it shows you all of the cool gadgets that you don't have that you should have. I live in the South. So I'll tell you what I ordered this week, a watermelon cutter. I <laughs> okay. mean, and so now it's going to somehow pop up on your feed somewhere, but you know, in the South this time of year, it's one of the big things that we eat all the time. And it's, you know, I've got a method where I typically cut you know, fruit, watermelon, saw this thing on TikTok, 
does it in one swoop, had to have it. So that's something I just, uh, that's oh my goodness. Does it work for cantaloupe? You know, I think it's got to. I think it's got to. I'll report back. Sounds good. So you don't have it yet. I have it, but I haven't tried it. It just can't, you know, of course I ordered it. It's there the next day, which is just mind boggling, but I haven't used it yet. So I'll report back. You may need to share the link to that with us because I, <laughs> I cut a lot of watermelon and cantaloupe here. So oh, you're going to love this thing. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we'll, put, we'll try and get that link in the show notes too. So um, question number two, um, Brad, what would you like to be remembered for? Uh, <laughs> you know, I, uh, I'm, I, I'm so fortunate in my, in my life with, I have a, I have an amazing family, uh, with a, a beautiful wife and two really amazing daughters. If I'm just remembered as a good father and husband, that's a success to me. Amen. I think Ryan and I are right there with you on that. Yeah, yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Next question. You're trying to survive a zombie apocalypse. What's one person, uh, do you most want on your team? This is tough, and I'm going to tell you, I happen to, after listening to a few of your podcasts, I've heard this question before. <laughs> and I, I, there were some great answers. I think Elon Musk was probably the best answer I heard. But again, I'm going to go in, not to, I'm going to go back to, I, 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 I would have my wife, Sydney, with me. She's, she's helped me manage things that I would consider as difficult as a zombie apocalypse in my career. And so I, I, I need her with me for sure. You know, it's funny you say that because I, I was thinking about that question this morning, and I thought my answer would also be my wife. Um, <laughs> we just have the, we always talk about it. I mean, we can make it, make it through anything. We've been through some crazy stuff in life. Absolutely. But, uh, so. Absolutely. Okay. Next question. What is your favorite color? Well, I have two favorite colors, and it, you'll, you'll pick up on a theme here, and they're red and black. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Go, Bulldogs. Okay. What was the first car you ever purchased? Oh, very easy. Chevy Blazer. I'm, and I'm driving a Tahoe today, so I, I've, I've stayed right there with them through all the iterations. But a red and white K5 Chevy Blazer diesel. I love that truck. I wish nice. I still had it. Well, that opens the door. I will confess, I recently bought one of the new Blazers. And I got to tell oh, you, I love you really? it. Um, it's just vehicle yeah i got the uh, rs so it's got the six cylinder but uh it's just it's a great car I love it. okay is it up to me oh it's my question now isn't it okay um uh, as a home builder um what's a truly innovative product you've seen come along during your time as a home builder um that has kind of changed the home building uh business other than snap dot build i appreciate you uh getting me out of that that, that necessary answer um I think the engineered products really, um, you know, uh, especially framing and lumber material, all the engineered products, you know, I can remember when I first started building houses 25 years ago, dating myself a little bit. And, you know, the, the TJI products were, were just becoming, you know, mm -hmm. popular. Now I look at all of the engineered products and, you know, for a builder, they're so critical because it just gives you that consistency I mean, you, you see this as a supplier. Any The one thing a builder wants to be able to know is that the product and material I'm getting is consistent. It's the same every time. If I can solve the labor problem and I'm giving them good material. So these engineered products are just amazing. You know, now I see flooring and some of the products are just, they're mind-blowing, really are. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Good stuff. 
Okay, this is the last question, and it's very <laughs> fitting um, for what you mentioned uh, earlier about being a foodie. What is your favorite meal? Mm. Uh, see, this is where I get in trouble because I have a couple of really good friends, and we we you know when we sit around and have a cocktail, we do these top five last meals, you know, and then there's so many categories, you know, so it's it's very very difficult. Um, I just, I was just out at the beach this weekend. So love fresh seafood, but had a meal recently in, in Atlanta. And if, if I had to eat one thing, it would probably be, it was Dover sole. And it's just one of those things I can't get mm-hmm. my hands on. Um, the, the way it's prepared is probably over my ability level. So that Dover sole with brown butter and capers, it's like, that's a, that's a over the top foodie answer. I know, but that's it. Good stuff, though. I've had that once or twice. You don't, you don't see it very often. Yeah, it's hard right. to run into. Right. Uh, nah, delicious. Very interesting. Well, Brad, this has been a real pleasure. Um, and, and we certainly um, wish Snap.Build the best as you guys continue to go about disrupting the residential building uh, industry. Um, so for, for folks who want to get in touch with you, how can they most easily do that? Sure. Uh, you know, we our, our website is snap.build. Very simple, very clean. Um, we've got all the kind of contact tabs and, and channels to do that. It's the, that all that stuff comes to me as, as a sales leader. Um, that's really the easiest way to do it. You can kind of get a glimpse about who we are and what we do and, and we'd love to help folks. So, you know, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. Very good. Well, this has been great. Now, before we do our final closeout, I do need to let folks know on our challenge words, um, Brad, you had the word. Cowabunga. Yeah, Cowabunga. You worked in seamlessly. <laughs> so, so my word was bulldogs, and and honestly, I kept telling myself, don't use it with Georgia bulldogs. Find something more creative. I didn't, but at least I got it in there. Ryan, your word was spontaneous. You did work I it in. It. I, I yes, I missed it entirely. So good. I said I want I want to throw in a spontaneous <laughs> question you did, here. You did. I missed it too, and so I was thinking, did he get oh. it? Oh, that's great. Good on you. Good on you. A lot of fun. Well, thank you so much. We have really enjoyed this episode. I know it's going to be great for our listeners as well. Um, enjoyed the time with you, Brad. Hey, thank you all. Have a great weekend. Yeah, and, and thank you to our audience for tuning into this episode of Construction Disruption with Brad David of Snap.Build. Um, please watch for future episodes of our podcast. We're always blessed with great guests. Don't forget to leave a review, please, on Apple Podcasts or YouTube. Um, until the next time we're together, though, we encourage our audience, keep on disrupting and challenging designers, builders, and remodelers to better ways of doing things. And don't forget to have a positive impact on everyone you encounter. Uh, make them smile and encourage them simple yet powerful things you can do so in the meanwhile god bless and take care this is isaiah Industries signing off until the next episode of construction disruption this podcast is produced by isaiah industries manufacturer of specialty metal roofing and other building products <laughs>